In your Bibles this morning to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning in verse 12, we'll read this morning. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. The body is a unit, though it's made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ, for we were all baptized by one Spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all given the one Spirit to drink. Now the body is not made up of one part, but many. Good morning, church. I hope that you've had the opportunity to pick up an announcement sheet or a bulletin uh, and notice all the many things that, that are going on this week. We had I was thinking we had several uh, that were on trips uh, on Friday. Our ladies took a trip uh, over to Columbia, and I'm sure they had a great time. And uh, if, you, if you're on social media, you saw our group that went Friday night to the Grizzlies game, and I know that they had a great time as well. And, and you know, really, all those activities fit into what we're going to talk about today and thinking about the body and thinking about the importance of being together, serving together, and learning to love together. So I hope that you will uh, pick one of those up and uh, take note of all the many things that are going on this week um, in our body, the body of Christ that meets here at Savannah. Turn your Bibles also, if you will, to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we'll read several things there in just a minute. There was a father who, he had a bundle of sticks, and he brought those sticks to his son. And he said, son, I want you to break these bundles of sticks. And so the son took those sticks and that bundle of sticks, and he held them up, and he tried to break them across his knee, but it only bruised his knee. And and he leaned them up against the wall, and, and he stomped on them as hard as he could. And his father later returned to him and said uh, to find him very, very frustrated. And and he said, Dad, I've tried to break them over my knee, but I only hurt my knee. I I tried leaning them up against the wall and and putting all my weight on them, and and still I could not break the bundle of sticks. To which the father bent down and he picked up the bundle of sticks and he began to untie them. And he broke the sticks one by one. You know, the church is that way, isn't it? When we're bundled together and we're tied together, we are strong. Yet when we are divided, we can fall and we can be broken. Uh, The Kentucky State motto reads this, United we stand, divided fall. I like the Peanuts comics. The Peanuts cartoons with Charlie Brown and all the characters. There was one comic uh, with Linus and Lucy. And Lucy comes in and and Linus is watching TV and, and she said, Linus, I want you to turn the TV to another channel. Or else... And Linus says, now wait a minute, what, who, who do you think gives you the right to come in here and tell me to turn the, the TV? And she said, these five fingers. She said, you see, separated, they're not very much, but when I bring them together, 
in unity, they are a weapon to be terrified. Lana says, what channel do you want? And after he says that, he turns and looks at his hand and he says, guys, why can't y'all get together like that? <laughs> Unity. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul, in a sense, is describing a similar thing to the church at Corinth. You see, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10, the Bible says that the church there was divided. I hear that there's many divisions among you. I wish that were not so. Is Christ divided, he would ask. And he begins to deal with uh, this idea of disunity and of being together. We can be strong. This morning, I want us to think about three words that describe our importance in the body of Christ. All coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I want you to notice the first word. We are indispensable. In other words, we are essential. Every one of us are essential to the body of Christ. Now notice what Paul says in verses 12 through 14. 12 and 13. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into the one Spirit. I like the way another version puts verse 12. The body is a unit. Though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body, so it is with Christ. What if our bodies were made up of one part? Well, it's just one part to our body. Our bodies would be limited, wouldn't they? Uh, we might not be able to walk. We might not be able to hear. But our bodies are not that way. Our bodies are designed and created for everything to work together. Now, I know some of us, we think, boy, I tell you what, if everybody would just think like me, this body would be alright. I mean, if everybody would do the things that I do, this body would be okay. But the reality is, we would become bored and frustrated with ourselves if we were all alike, wouldn't we? Our diversity is the beauty of everything working together. Every part is essential. No matter what role we play. You know, God knew we needed each other. That's the way He created. Whether, whether I like it or not, we need each other. We need every part of of the body. That means we need every single person being a part of the body. I, I came across this, uh, this picture uh, on the internet 
Uh, Eddie, if you could show that next slide. Uh, I've heard someone say uh, this acronym in the, to the word team. Together everyone achieves more. And I want you to look at that picture and look at all the different people and they all have a part to play. On the team, they all have a part to play. Every person doing their part, then we achieve more. I like team. See, the reality is we're not in competition with each other. In our Bible class, we talked about that from the book of Romans chapter 12, and we'll read a section in that in just a little bit. But we talked about how we're not in a competition with each other. It's not, hey, I can't do what so-and-so can do. Or it's not that, you know what, I can do that particular service, I can do it a lot better than you. Maybe, maybe you're uh, one of those that sometimes, especially when uh, we're leading things in the church, we can get into this idea, you know what, even as parents we can do that. It's a lot easier if I just do it myself. I can get it done quicker, and guess what? It'll be done like I want it to be done. But then I'm not using all the parts. You see, every part is important. It's essential. No one person or one person's talent are unimportant or more important than the other. Every person working together. I'm reminded of a story. Uh, Mrs. Floyd Cook recalls as she learned this great lesson, she writes this. I came home from school one day crying because I had been given only a small part in the children's program at school while my playmate got a leading role. After drying my tears, my mother took off her watch and put it in my hand. What do you see, she says. A gold case, a face, and a few hands, I replied. Opening the back, she repeated the question. I told her, I see many tiny wheels. This watch would be useless, she said, without every part, even the parts you can't hardly see. Just like in that watch, every one of us play an important role in the body of Christ. We are essential. We are indispensable. The body needs you. Romans chapter 12, verses 3 and 5. Notice on the screen what the Bible says. For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as, as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Do not ever come to this Location or leave this location or live your life not feeling like you're not important to the body of Christ. Really, I guess if there was one point, there, there's several points, but if there's one point I do not want you to miss, I do not want you to under, uh, uh, misunderstand, I do not want you to leave here this morning not understanding this point. You are important. 
No matter what the devil tells you in your ear, you are important. And we all need you. I want you to notice another word that Paul describes. We are interdependent. In other words, we are dependent on one another. I want you to notice verses 14 through 20. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as He pleased. Maybe we do have these desires to do some things like other people do them. And that's okay. But you see, in reality, when we compare ourselves to each other and other people, we're missing the mark, we're missing the point, because really who we need to be comparing ourselves to is Christ. And then looking at the abilities that God has given me and then taking those abilities and using them for His glory. And using those to build up the body of Christ. Every part is important because every part relies on the other. Let me illustrate it this way. You think about just the idea of us speaking. Right now, while I'm talking, there are multiple parts in my body working together so that I can speak. But just think, just think if one part decided not to work, then that would inhibit uh, at least my ability to some degree to speak. If my brain wasn't functioning, if my heart wasn't functioning together, if my veins and my capillaries and, and my mouth, the muscles in my mouth, all those things, if they were not working together, then that would hinder my ability to speak. What seems to be only a few parts takes many parts working together just so we can simply speak. And Paul says that's the way it is with the body. You are interconnected. You are dependent on one another. Interdependent. I'm reminded of a story uh, centuries ago of a nobleman who wanted, he was trying to decide what kind of legacy to leave to the townspeople. And so what he decided, I know what I'll do. I will build a church building. No one saw the plans until that church building was completed. And oh, it was beautiful. And everyone came into that church building and they looked around and they awed at its beauty. And then someone commented, But how's it going to be lit? How is the building going to receive light? And he said, You see these brass fittings on the wall? I'm going to give every one of you a lamp. 
And every time that you come into this building for worship, you will put your lamp on one of these mounts on the wall. So that every time, as a reminder, every time you come together, your area of that building will be lit. And every time you're not together with the church as they meet together for services, that area will be darkened. You see, we are interdependent on one another. Not just so when we come together that that we'll feel good about numbers. Not just so when we come together that a building can be lit. But you see, when we're here, we encourage one another. When we're not here, we can't encourage one another. It is important when we come together, but I want you to look farther than that. So that when we go out into this community, And our lights shine. Imagine how this group of people can shine in this community when every one of us working together, realizing our position, our part, our role, whatever small or large it might be, we are shining in this community. And people see that we're a part of the body We are a part of Christ. And that's where we receive our energy. That's where we receive our power. It's through Jesus Christ. And therefore, the darkness that's in our community, the darkness that's in our world, can be illuminated. And people will say, I want to be a part of that light. We're all interdependent upon each other. Notice on the screen, Paul would say it this way in Ephesians chapter 4. Look at verse 7 and then verses 11 through 12. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. It it was He who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. To prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ, every one of us working together, why? So that the body of Christ can be built up So when I come into those doors, I encourage each other. We encourage each other. When we go out into our homes and, and we struggle with things and we try, to, we, we try to lean on Christ, even when we mess up, we turn and we say to our children, listen, I was wrong. I messed up. What is that doing? That's shining a light in my home as it relates to the body. And it's shining a light in the community as well. Paul again describes this importance in chapter 12 and verse 18. But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as He pleased. That's powerful. We are factory made. Uh, now, Now hear what I'm saying. God has created you with the talents and abilities that you have. Why? For the purpose of building up the body of Christ, not tearing it down. For the purpose of building up the body of Christ. Not saying I'm better because I can do this or that. Or I'm not good enough because I can't do this or that. It's for taking the talents and abilities God has stamped every one of us with. To build up the body 
of Christ. I, I go back to that saying that Dustin shared with us as we went uh, to CYC. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's all about God. In other words, when I do my part, everything points to Almighty God. And that's the beautiful picture that God has given of our physical bodies as it relates to the body of Christ. And then finally, notice what Paul says. We are interconnected. We are joined and linked together. Beginning in verse 21. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Not much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable on these we bestow greater honor and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. But our presentable parts have no need but God composed the body having given greater honor to that part which lacks it. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffers with it. And if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members. Members each one. Notice what he says. But God has combined, this is the how, we're interconnected, joined together. The members of the body has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it. Now here's the why. Verse 25. So that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. So there is no division in the body. That's why God has placed us in the body as He's pleased, to use our talents and our abilities. So there there will be no division. And that we will be built up together. Let me illustrate it this way. We probably pay little attention to our toes. Other than to wash them when we bathe and put on socks and shoes. But imagine if, and especially our little pinky toe. But now I want you to imagine you're walking through your house barefooted and you stomp that pinky toe on a chair. You know as well as I do, you all of a sudden realize I do have a pinky toe. And the rest of the parts of your body begin to realize you do have a pinky toe and it plays an important role. I mean, your brain says pain. And your brain then tells your body, the the, the leg that you didn't stump, you begin to jump up and down on it, and you're reaching down to grab that pinky toe. Your back is bent, your arms are extended. Everything is working together because now that pinky toe hurts. And you want relief. And so it is with the body of Christ, Paul says. That's the way it's supposed to be. Unfortunately, sometimes we do miss that. Unfortunately, sometimes all of us, we, we, we do make mistakes and sometimes we forget those who may be off back there in the corner. But the reality of that is is that you are important 
to the body of Christ. Whether I'm the pinky toe or whether I'm the five fingers or whether I'm the brain or whether I'm the heart. We're all interconnected and we need each other. I want you to notice Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 16. Paul says, From Him, Christ, the whole body joined and held together, that's interconnected, by every supporting ligament, ligament, indispensable, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Interdependent. Every one of us are indispensable. We're essential to the body of Christ. We are interdependent. We rely on one another and we're interconnected. We are joined together in Jesus Christ so that there is no division among us and that the body might be built up. There's a story told about uh, the human body. The arms and the mouth and the teeth all started talking to one another and they said now wait a minute you know as we as we work and as we bring this food into our mouths uh, what's interesting is that it seems that the the belly gets all the enjoyment i mean the belly gets to enjoy the food and so they met of course they had this secret meeting without the belly and they said, listen, this is not fair. This is not right. Why should the belly get, get, get all the food and enjoy all the food? I mean, we knew all the work. And they said, okay, let's do this. We're going we're gonna to go on strike. We're not going to work. We're not going to bring food to our mouth so that it might go into our belly. And so they did. And after a few days of inactivity, they, be, they began to realize they were in an inactive condition. In other words, the arms, they couldn't even lift themselves up to bring food to the mouth. And the teeth had no work. The legs could barely lift the body up. It couldn't even stand and hold the body up. And they all realized the mouth had become parched. They all realized, though it seemed that the belly was getting all the enjoyment when they were doing all the work, they realized even in that enjoyment of the food, the belly was working so that it could provide strength and energy and power to the rest of the parts of the body. Despite the way it sometimes seems. And I know we need leaders and and those kind of things. That's important. That's the way it's set up in Scripture. But in reality, no one is more important than the other. When one suffers, we all suffer. When one mourns, we all mourn. When one rejoices and is honored, we all rejoice and she'll feel honored. But the reality is Satan wants to come in and he wants us to hear. I can't do what you can do. He wants us to believe, you know what? 
you're just as talented as that person. You should have that job. You know what? They don't really care about me. That's Satan talking. They don't really care about me. I'm not important there. The reality is, you are important. You are important to the body of Christ. You're important to God. You're important to Christ. Therefore, you are important to every one of us. And we need every part working together so that there will be no division and that the body of Christ will be built up. Are you a part of that body today? It's our prayer that you will give your life to Jesus through faith and obedience, being buried with Him in baptism, to rise in newness of life, going on your way rejoicing. Why? Not just so you have received salvation, but because now you are a part of the body of Christ. You are important to the body of Christ. Maybe it is you're here today and you've carried a lot of burdens and you need us to pray with you and pray for you and we'll do that. But maybe it is you're here today. Maybe it is you've not allowed your light to shine either in the body or while you're out in the community. And you want to ask God for forgiveness. Maybe it is, maybe it is you're here today and you don't feel worthy. We want you to know you are worthy. And we're willing to pray with you. We're willing to wrap our arms of love and care around you and to pray with you and pray for you. But if you have a need to respond to the Lord's invitation today, don't wait another moment. But come forward and let us assist you any way we can.